bless you. You're welcome to church. It's nice to be at church. There's no place so beautiful than to be at church. And I pray that God will speak in a way that we will all understand. Whatsoever I preach is not what I want to say, but I believe is what God wants us to have. The word of the Lord is a guide unto us. I always say, me, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> After getting everything, if a man gains everything on this earth and loses his soul, uh, he's a very miserable person. I want to gain things on this earth and also gain our soul. We want to have both our soul and gain things on earth here. Amen. I was dealing with uh, a topic which is not a very palatable topic to human beings. And I believe that whatsoever takes you out of your comfort zone promotes you. I'm just delivering the word of God for you and myself. So I have the responsibility of what I preach to go home and also uh, meditate on it, work on it, and let it work for me. I said I was going to deal with the cure of greediness. See, greed is in everybody. Some are greedy for money, some greedy for fame, some greedy for position. There are different things we can express our greed. <laughs> so everywhere, so when they are preaching, don't point at anybody. Take it as a mirror and look at yourself and ask yourself, where can I find myself and what is right, what is wrong with my face? So that you don't look at somebody's face. Look into the mirror, which is the word of God, and correct yourself. Hallelujah. Because sometimes you preach and people begin to distribute the word. I don't know who made them distributor of God's word. Oh, what pastor is saying is this person. No, it's you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greed, as you all know, is an intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. A selfish and excessive desire for more that is needed. It's not only rich people that are greedy. Poor man can be greedy. So it's not rich men or poor men. It's a human problem. It's a human problem, pastor's problem, congregation problem, government problem, any place that thing is there. It cut across every life, and it is not even having, keeping the money or keeping what you have. It is the way your spirit relates to it. They said somebody asked a rich man, at a what point will a man be satisfied? And the person said, if he has a little, when he gets a little to what he has, or more to what he has. And you all know, billionaires want more. Poor people want more. Everyone wants more. So that thing cut across everyone. So if we are able to deal with greed, which is a human problem, and I believe that greed makes you not satisfied with what you have. Whatever you have, you are not satisfied 
with that. But you want more. But it doesn't also mean that we should be lazy. Someone say, oh, I came to this well with nothing. So I must go with nothing. Please, don't go with nothing. As you go with nothing, leave something behind. <laughs> oh, you know, are you getting me? Yes. yes. So we, we have to work very hard. God wants us to work hard. He wants to prosper us because there's prosperity in the Bible. Prosperity has nothing to do with greed. It's a greed that has something to do with prosperity. Someone say, oh, pastor, money is the root of all kinds of evil. No. Money is not the root of all kinds of evil. Say, prophet, what are you saying? Are you contradicting the Bible? No. It is the love of it. It is the love of it placing money before anything is the root of evil. Getting it can also even solve some evil. Oh, brother, I own money. Any pastor that preached that money is bad, tell him not to take offering. <laughs> money is good. <laughs> but we have to, money is for you to use. Or, it is a usage. But unfortunately, money uses men. Instead of man using money. Money tells you, go here. Sit down. Get up. Run. Lie, kill. If money controls you to do that, then that is where you think about evil and do it. But if money is to come and serve you, it's a servant. You shouldn't be a master. Oh, prophet. Money should never be what? Jesus said, no man can serve what? Two masters. And he mentioned the two masters. Please put it down up there for you. He mentioned the two masters. He said, no one can serve what? Two masters. For either he will hate the one and what? And love the other. Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve who? God and what? The word mammon is money. You cannot serve the two of them if your heart is the service of God is of the heart. If you give your heart to money, you can kill, you can destroy, you can go and work under people so that you can get it. It doesn't care, you won't care what you do, the end is there. It's what you need. If you have to sell your pastor for it, you will sell me. Oh, don't say, hey, Jesus, 12 of them. <laughs> One that carries the money so that money is good. Instead of him to look at the money as helping and advancing the kingdom of God, he desired that this should be so greed made himself Jesus Christ. He went to them and sold him for how many? 30 pieces of silver. 
Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he has been condemned, was remorseful, brought back the 30 pieces. What, what was he? If he wanted it, why didn't you take it? The devil came and entered him. And money has the power to pull him. He said, this guy, if I get extra 30 pieces of silver and add to mine, I'll be richer. So what can I do? Let me sell who? Jesus. So he found the opportune time and sold. Gave information about Jesus. Gave information, hey, the guy will pass here. Gave information about your pastor. Gave information about your, your, your party. Gave information about this. You are part of the system by you are undermining the system. Greed. And what he does that after taking it, he want more. He want more. So he managed to bargain with the people and they sold. He sold Jesus. For what? So there were two masters, Master Jesus, Master Silver. He decided to go to sacrifice Master Jesus for Master Silva. He took it. What is he going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Maybe he thought Jesus has power to escape. Say so he wants to be a swindler. I have sold it into you. I have given you the information. It's left for you to be able to execute what? If you are not able to execute it, it's not my fault. The deal is done. But unfortunately, that day, because he's seen Jesus escaping from them before. When they picked Jesus, I think he preached on preaching, and they wanted to throw him. He wanted to throw him. Listen, and Jesus walked in the midst of the people who wanted to kill him. He went, I don't know, either they were blind <laughs> and they couldn't see him. He walked in their midst, went his way, said, wow, this master have power. If these people even go and they want to arrest him, he will walk and they won't see him. So let me make money, greed. And that day, you no. Know, if you're greedy, one day you'll be caught. One, one day, one day, one day, the thing will choke you. It is in your throat. You can't swallow it, and you can't bring it out. And it will choke you, and you die. When he found out that something happened, and everybody said, this money, and what did I do? Because if I follow this Jesus, every day we eat this silver, <laughs> how many times will I, <laughs> after it finishes, gone? So I'm done. See, the devil has a way of closing your eyes to the reality. With Jesus, Jesus with Judas, he has no need. He doesn't have to think about where to sleep, what to eat, and what, where to go. But after taking away Jesus, you only have the silver, which will get finished anyway. But the devil will not open your eyes to the future. He makes you see only today and not tomorrow. That was what happened to Esau. Esau never thought tomorrow. He thought about today. I want to eat it. I want to eat it. And he ate it. 
he showed he was ready to sell his birthright. So never allow your life to exchange what is very important, which is your life for anything. At the end, the money he didn't spend it. What he thought could make him better made him worse. He got the money, okay. Took it, okay, nobody saw it. And greed covered his mind. Even when Jesus was giving him warning. Last minute, he gave him warning, still. Then they arrested Jesus. Jesus did one of the things, he's, they go slain. Say, wow, Jesus, never was number. He's strengthening Peter. Peter said, okay. This man, even if I cut their ears, and they come, Jesus come and make them. Cut the ear, Jesus put it back. Say, hey, what kind of man is this? They are coming to arrest you. I want to protect you. And look at what you've done to me. Me, who cut the ears, wanted to protect you. You rather put the ear back. You want to fight for the man, and the man is helping the guy who is trying to beat him. Some of us will be very angry. I've laid my life, I'm laying my life for you. Look at what you're doing. Let him go with one ear. So that if anybody asks him, why do you have one ear? Say that you never have to mess up with Jesus Christ. That is the human aspect. Judas sold Jesus. What did he get? He got death. At the end, he took the same money, went to where the people picked it. He said, take it. And he said, the money, we don't like it. Then they took the money, he threw the money, and they took it and bought a land where they can, a graveyard, bury people. All that you looked for, graveyard. What you sold Jesus for, dead things are the one they put there. So let's look at our life first. It's an attitude. Our spirit. The way you look at life will change your perspective about life. Life, Jesus said, let me, Jesus said that somebody came to him. I said, Jesus, share, uh, I think he wanted them to share some property uh, for them. He said, share this property. My father is dead and I want you to come and be arbitrator and share one of my brothers. <laughs> Somebody wanted to do some, <laughs> uh, some tricks and things on. So come and do it. Jesus said, that's not why I've come. I didn't come for your petty, petty things. And along the said that man life does not consist. And he said to them, Take heed. Tell somebody, take heed. What does it say in Cree? Take heed. Take heed. And beware of what? Covetousness. Greediness. For one's life does not what? Consists in what? In the abundance of things he possesses. One life does not what? What makes your life is not the abundance of things you possess. What makes up your life is not the position you occupy. What makes up your life is not 
the type of wife you married. What makes up your life? If you know what makes up your life, you will then pay special attention to that. So to get yourself rid of greed, you must understand yourself. What makes me me? Is it me having money that makes me feel that I'm me too, I'm somebody? If that is it, your all attention will be getting money. If getting this position, that will be me. For your information, positions are temporary. You are permanent. So you must know who you are. Be confident in yourself. Whether you have money, you don't have money. Whether you have position, you don't have position. You are still you. It's not the things that you have that makes you you. It's not the things which you have. The things are not you. It is you who possesses the thing. The thing does not possess you. If we know who we are, we are children of God, born again. People are shy to show forth that I am a Christian. They can't say, I'm born again. But if you have a BMW new series, you want everyone to see it. But to you, that is your life. After three years, four years, that Benz, that BMW is outmoded, out of fashion. Some of us, phone, just phone. They are obsessed with phones. Any phone that comes, you want to buy it. Sometimes you are not even using the app that they added, but you want to have it. <laughs> so all your life, you don't care buying that. Meanwhile, you have one day. So every series that comes, you buy. You find that you pile them up. They are the ones that give you when they hold it, you need to have the latest. Whenever I meet anyone and he's trying to boast on something, I know you don't know yourself. But you are more important than a car. More important than where you live. More important than a building that is built by men. More important than the position that you occupy. Once you understand your wealth, that your wealth is not money, Money becomes a servant to you. It's good to have it. If anybody tells it's not good to have it, he's lying. But it's good to have it to use it. Jesus has nothing, he, he has no problem with people having enough money. In fact, he wants us to have enough money. More than what we can. The overflowing money. He said, um, he, he anointed my head with oil. And my cup do what? He said, he, he want your cup to be full. But that cup must overflow. He says, when it overflows, that the outsiders also enjoy. Somebody who is greedy, when it's full, he want to keep it there. Let it overflow so that others can also enjoy the overflowing blessing upon your life. There was a young man who came to Jesus and 
said, what can he do to inherit the kingdom of God? Very rich young man. And he came to Jesus and wanted salvation. He thinks he can buy salvation. And some people have their mind that they can buy healing, they can buy anything. That's good. We can buy it from the hospital. <laughs> but not in the church. They think money is all. They keep Jesus, Master, I have done this. I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. Jesus said, go and sell. He said, go and sell the property. He knows that the property is the one that makes the man. The man knows that. He knows that the man thinks that this is because of the property. That's why I am. So he said, now go and sell it. Then Jesus, looking at him, let's go to the, the, the story. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, did what? Ah, Jesus is good. You said, looking at that rich young man, did what? Love him. Or oh, did he love him? And out of love, he said to him, one thing you lack. Tell somebody, one thing you lack. So some that we can lack some things. <laughs> you can have everything, but lack something. All of us lack some things in life. Don't think you, are, you have everything. Somebody have money, but lack health. Some people have money, but lack sleep. They can't sleep. Some are poor, but they are rich in sleep. <laughs> Just give him a bench. Give him some place. He just need to put his head down. He's gone. He will sleep soundly and, so, and dream that he's in Trasaco. <laughs> That's on dream when you're having it. You don't want to wake up. When you wake up, you find out, oh, I'm at the right. <laughs> and there are some who are very rich. They have to eat medicine. To have two hours sleep. So that person is poor in some other area, and one person is rich in the other area. One thing you lack. So now search yourself, what do I lack? I can't tell you. We all have what we lack. So he said, sell what? Whatever you have and give to the world, the poor. Ah. You see, when you give to the poor, you can't receive it back. When you give to a winning team, if we stand for a president, you win now. You see, gift that will come. You think they're giving the gift for nothing. They know they can receive a return. Return of contract, return of everything. So poor people, it's difficult to give them. When you give them, it means that the money is gone. Ah, mm, dead and gone. <laughs> so I said, this money, <laughs> go and sell everything. And Jesus looking at him, loved him, and said to him, one in your life, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure where? In heaven. So there's a treasure on earth here, and it's a treasure in heaven. So whatever money, talent, strength, knowledge, wisdom, and gifting that God has given you, use it to pile up treasure in heaven. If you've got money, 
money can be used to build up treasure by doing the things of God, by also helping other people. Said, it is good to build your treasure in heaven because the heavenly treasure, something happens to it. The earthly treasure, something also happens to it. Let's look at what happened to the earthly treasure. And you would have what? Treasure in where? In heaven. And come, take up what? The cross and do what? You don't want to take the cross. The cross is not an easy thing. The cross was not taken for Jesus himself. It's a sacrifice he made for mankind. Sacrifice whatever you have to make mankind better. If you can talk, you can convince people, convince people to do the right thing. Whatever gifting you have, make it a treasure. Let somebody benefit from it. Use it to help those who don't have it. That is why we get lawyers to talk on our behalf when we go to court. Because we are poor in that area. So you get the one that is rich in that area to stand and talk for you. If you are in the media, use it responsibly, not to destroy people. It's not easy to deal away with greed. It's not easy. Sometimes when you're giving something, you're coma, you're hurt. Giving is not an easy thing. Receiving is what? Ha! When you are at the receiving end, you rejoice. You dance that day, you dance and jump. Jesus, oh, you're good. Jesus, you're great. The one who has also give you, hey, listen, Jesus, the way you spoke to me. I have explained before, that's what I'm talking about. God killed my greed. One day at the Legon Garden, I told you. Hey! The thing is, Beat me. I wish I couldn't hear the voice of God. <laughs> so now God speak, you don't, you don't want God to say it. But say, do this, it's difficult. Say, God, oh, no, it's not God. You know it's God, but say, Satan, get behind me. We are calling God Satan. He won't get behind you. He will say it over and over and over again because it is the voice of God. It wasn't easy. When I even prayed a prayer, not the prayer, I prayed to God. Okay, I obey you. But when I go, I will say it very faint. I will say it only once. If he doesn't hear, then it's not you. I said it under tone. God, and I didn't even leave my head for him to see my mouth. God said, I should give you this. He said, thank you. Step for his hand. <laughs> and when I was given it, I was given it with pain. Ha! I almost cried. Release all your salary that you take in that month to give it to somebody you don't know. You haven't met. You will never meet in life again. At the direction of God. So I held the envelope very. Whether a guy will have mercy on me. And that was all that I have. Now understand why the gentleman went away. When I gave it to him, I thought the guy would wait, then we'll all go together. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going. Saw his head at the, there's a runabout there. I saw him there. And saw him going down there. Say, she. Then later I remembered I live in Dansoman. <laughs> I said, God, how am I going to get to Dansoman? I 
after robbing myself, somebody robbing me like this. <laughs> but God got me there. I started a walk. I didn't understand it. But I was happy inside that I obeyed God. There was joy in me, but there is pain in my head. At least I got somebody born again. A soul that is more expensive than the salary. And after that, I told you, a check was signed. I think more than two times my salary. One day. So sometimes God has something he wants to give you, but he wants to get rid of the greed. Well, we become channels of distribution. God brings it. You distribute. God brings it. You eat some and distribute. So that's how God does. It's like, it, it's like uh, food. We have seed and we have fruit. Every fruit has some. Most of the fruit have what? Seed in them. The seed is for planting. Sowing. It's not for you to eat. If you eat your seed, you become poor. The capital is not for buying a cow. But the fruit is for your enjoyment. God wants you to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Anytime I sound, I said, God, help me to distinguish between the fruit and the seed. I won't give my fruit to you, because that's what I will eat to have strength. But I'll give the seed to you, because that is the one that will germinate. That's what life is in. Somebody, fruit is your children's school fish. Don't go and give it to anybody. But the fees must be paid. Except God speaks to you like he spoke to me. And that was not easy. So we need to get rid of it. The first thing to do is for the human selfish spirit to be changed. That's where the new birth comes in. Without a new birth, the natural man, a man, you know who you are. You are not this case. This is a house. This house one day will go down to the soil. But the real Christopher Yawano, none of you can kill it. You can imprison this case, but you cannot imprison Christopher Yawano. Jeremiah was in prison. He said, he was shut up. But the word of God still came because you cannot imprison a spirit. That is what you must feed. That is what will be required of you. This body carries you. So let your spirit direct and control this body. If your spirit direct and control this body, this body which is, uh, what I'm talking about, the greed, after the greed is part of the body. The spirit will yearn and be able to do. You will know that, look, my life do not consist of necklace, earrings, a wig. They are good. They make you nice outwardly. Your dress make you look nice. Your shoes make you look nice. But never allow shoe, shirt, dress to stop you from going to church or serving God. 
It is not a place to come and make show off of your dress. If you have only one, wash it, iron it, wear it. The next Sunday, wash it, iron it, wear it. The following Sunday, wash it. Until you get another one. Once you are not naked, the purpose of a dress is to keep your nakedness. So is it serving that purpose? Yes. Because our life do not consist of all this. We don't put all our life on it. The man life consisted on the material things. If you open him, what you see is material. But if I open you, what I see is what? Hmm? It's Christ. It consists of Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one that you can see it. Every drug has some things that they make put together, isn't it? Not because it is white or brown or uh, uh, you take me the capsule they put powder or what. It's not the powder. It is what is it is made out of. That's the one that heals. You take it, some of them are nice. You have some yellow, some red, some blue, some ni- very nice. But it's only a case. It is not the colors that bring the healing. It is what is inside. So you don't put so much premium on the colors. It is you who is inside. That's why we are taking it. It's not because it is very beautiful. The food you eat, what it's made up of is the one that gives you the strength. So you are made up of the things of God and let us put all our strength and our energy and it will kill all this uh, greed. It will also help you to respect Mankind. ICGC, who knows our philosophy? I want to see whether you went to the ABC or you just went because you wanted a certificate. Today I'm doing a test. Who can tell me the philosophy of ICGC? Our thinking, the way we think, the way that makes our life when you come to church, what do you want to see? How do we put our, our feelings? How do we think? Just tell me one. There are three, isn't it? Uh-huh. Human dignity. Why human dignity? We believe that every human being is not only made out of sand. It's not the container. But human beings are created in the image of God. Whether green, white, black, yellow, tall, short, whatever it is, it doesn't matter which school the person went. What happened is that what is in that person consists of something. They are made up of the image of God. Look at yourself, Ted. I am made up of the image of God. An image is a likeness. The likeness of God. So when I meet a man, I say, this is made up in the image of God. Whether I like that person or not, some faces you meet them, it makes you frown. And there are some you meet them, you want to smile to them. But don't look at only the case. 
Look at the person who is created in the image of God. Treat them like if you met God, how you treat him. If you meet God, will you lie to God? So if you meet me, do you have to lie to me? If I'm hungry and you have it, will you hold it back from me? If you have the ability to do it, huh? you may. But if Jesus came to your house, I say, I am hungry. And you know it's Jesus. Will you give him water to drink? Yes. Will you give him food to eat? Yes. If Jesus was at Kolebu, will you visit him? Yes. Jesus is in this brother and this sister. Anytime you treat a Christian brother anyhow, that is Christ you are treating to. Human dignity. Let us respect people. Not because of their tribe. Not because of the type of English they speak. Not because of the type of dress they wear. But because of who they are. Your love for God will also kill greed. Jesus loved the man. But the man loved God. He was doing it because of some people are too legalistic. Tight. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, ten. No, no. Do you give not because even you want to give tight. You give because you think God, I must give for God's work to go on. It's not mathematics with God. So the new, the Old Testament, it was a guy for them. But the New Testament, you can give more. We're supposed to give more. But even if you give less, you haven't sinned. Huh? Oh, you won't say yes. Say, prophet, why are you saying that? If you really love God, I don't need to tell you to give more or less. Give from your heart. God's work must go on. Love. He summed it up in 1 Corinthians. Greed is very bad, isn't it? Chapter 6, verse 10. And chapter 5. In fact, it's one of the sins, seven dangerous sins. And at a point, it was even graded with adultery. But if a brother or a sister go to conceive or get pregnant without a husband, how many of you in this church would like to talk to that sister? You point finger, fingers that this is the most sinful girl. Meanwhile, the man who impregnated him is in the church. Then I don't like condemning, you know. I always say, look, sometimes the inexperienced are the ones that get pregnant. <laughs> you didn't get pregnant. You did the same thing, worst thing. But because you're not pregnant, you point finger at the inexperienced person who went only once. Prophet, <laughs> oh, cancer. <laughs> Am I lying? You know yourself. The pregnancy is not a sin, it is the fornication and adultery that is a sin. So, the act of it is the one that is a sin. The pregnancy is just a fruit of what you do. 
I will tell the truth. I know this body. Don't pretend that it doesn't feel something. It feels. Brother, sister, build yourself up. If you fall, rise up and say, look, I am working at myself and I want to make it. There is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. Some have by nature or by training, you are trained well. Some, they got spoiled before they became born again. So the body have learned some tricks. So when they are still born again, the spirit is born again, but the body is weak. The same way you, the one who doesn't even go to chase the women, you also have a weakness somewhere. Which you got born again. And you are also struggling with it. And when Satan comes, he comes at the point of your weakness. Where you are weak, that's where he attack, attack you. Some of us, money. You see money in your eyes. Play, 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 play. Like the police light. Love for God will kill greed. Desire for God and for spiritual things kills greed. The love for one another also helps kill. The love for yourself helps you also that look, the way I love myself, I want to Build treasure for me in heaven. So I will do this. So when you come to church, look at people. If you have the ability to help somebody, help him. I'm not saying that we should produce lazy people. The help you can help is to help him to be able to produce and to be able to take care of himself or herself. Push them to places. Help them to get something to do. And it will be well with you. God bless you.